Well, good evening, brothers and sisters. Uh, please turn back in your Bibles to Luke chapter 12. And our topic this afternoon is dealing with anxiety. Well, will you pray with me? Dear Father, we pray now that as we come to your word, that you would calm our anxious hearts with the word from your mouth. Give us faith to trust you in the anxieties of life and help us to seek your kingdom first. Help me to preach your word faithfully. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we live in anxious times. After many years of relative peace and security and predictability, we now find ourselves in one of the most turbulent periods of human history, a, a global pandemic, uh, the biggest economic downturn since the Great Depression, and to make it worse, nobody knows when it's going to end. It's no wonder that we feel anxious. Now, some of us have lost our jobs or taken pay cuts. Others are worried that we will, we will lose our jobs. Some of us are worried about our families because there's been ongoing conflict at home or a bad diagnosis. Uh, some of us are worried about our children, their safety at school or their safe delivery from the womb. Some of us are anxious about our studies. Some of us are anxious that we're single and we won't get married. Some of us are anxious about church. When will it go back to normal? And what are the upcoming changes to the pastoral team as I move to Penang? Some of us are anxious about the big decisions we need to make. Now, the list could go on, and pastors are not exempt from anxiety. Now, this year I've had my fair share of things weighing on my heart and mind, not the least the uncertainty of this upcoming move to Penang. Well, how do we deal with anxiety? Now, in Luke chapter 12, Jesus gives us some wonderful words of reassurance. He reminds us of what matters most. He reminds us of our loving Heavenly Father. He reminds us of the security we have in his eternal kingdom. And I found this passage to be very comforting myself. Well, you see, Jesus says in verse 22, he said to the disciples, Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, nor about your body, what you will put on. Now, Jesus here is not trivializing our anxieties. Now, right now, many of us face very real concerns, and it's only natural that we feel worried about those things. Now, we need to remember the audience Jesus is speaking to here. See, they were farmers and fishermen, laborers and traders who, who lived from day to day. They didn't have fridges or fast food. Uh, they themselves were familiar with plagues and famines. See, but Jesus knows that even in the most desperate of circumstances, we do not need to worry even about the basic necessities of life. And Jesus gives us three reasons why we should not be anxious. Well, firstly, Jesus reminds us that there is more to life than material possessions. There is more to life than material possessions. In verse 23, Jesus says, For life is more than food, and the body more than clothing. Now, I wonder if you notice the word therefore at the beginning of verse 22. This, this passage follows immediately after the parable of the rich fool. 
Uh, there Jesus was addressing a man anxious about money who came to Jesus to receive his share of the inheritance. And, and Jesus warned him back in verse 15, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. And he illustrated it with the parable of the rich fool, a man who stored up great possessions for himself, who, who thought that he'd secured his future, who said to himself, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Relax, eat, drink, be merry. He thought all his possessions would make him happy and secure. But he was wrong. God says to him, verse 20, Fool! This night your soul will be required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. And then Jesus draws the application you see in verse 22. He said to the disciples, therefore do not be anxious. Life is more than food, the body more than clothing. Yes, we need food and clothes, shelter, money to live. But if I'm looking to those things for, for meaning, security, and happiness, I'm going to be very anxious when they're threatened. It will just seem like my whole life is falling apart. But Jesus reminds us, life is not just about what we have. It's about God. Uh, he's the one who's given us everything that we have. He's the one who can take away everything that we have. The, the true source of, of meaning and security and, and happiness in life is not our possessions. It's God. And so when we're in free fall and we're anxious, we need to remember that we haven't lost what matters the most. God is still there. God is still in control. We can turn to him. There's more to life than material possessions. Well, that brings us to our second point. We don't need to be anxious because there's a heavenly father who cares for us. In verse 24, consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse nor barn. And yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you? than the birds. I think often in the busyness of life, we don't get much time to look around at the creation. But God points us here to the birds. They have no savings. They have no refrigerators. And yet God lovingly provides for them. And he reminds us how much more valuable we are to God than the birds. We are made in his image. We are saved by his precious son. Now, back in verse 6, Jesus had said, Are not five sparrows sold for two pennies, and not one of them is forgotten before God? Why, even the hairs of your head are numbered. Fear not, you are of more value than many sparrows. When life is anxious, here's a wonderful truth to remember. The sovereign creator and ruler of the universe, he knows your needs. And he cares for you. If he knows even how many hairs on my head, then he certainly knows my bank balance. He certainly knows my job situation. He knows my health report. He knows it all. And he cares. He really cares. 
I remember some years back, Don Carson was speaking at the KBBC conference here in KL, and as he looked back on his uh, many years of ministry, he shared that if we can just remember that God is sovereign and wise and good, that will get us through many difficult times in life. I found it to be true. Uh, when I'm anxious, I find that I easily fall into my own world, racking my brain to, to work out a solution to my problem. Sometimes I'm slow to remember God's loving care. But Jesus reminds us here that that, that kind of anxious turmoil doesn't really help us. Look at verse 25. Which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life, if then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? It's true. It doesn't matter how much we, we worry about our situation. It, it achieves nothing. If anything, it, it just makes it worse because it's so time-consuming and exhausting to be anxious. The solution to anxiety you see, is not to, to look within. It's not to, to work ourselves into a frenzy to search for solutions or to, to get lost in our thoughts, thinking fatalistically about all the things that are going to happen to us. It, it won't help. It will just make things worse. Times like this remind us that we're really not in control of our life. It's difficult to acknowledge that because we like to be in control. We feel safe when we're in control. But when we realize that we're not in control, but God is in control, it liberates us to turn to him. And as we turn our eyes to our loving Heavenly Father and remember his generosity and remember his loving care towards us, that is what calms our anxieties. Again, Jesus says in verse 27, Consider the lilies, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass which is alive in the field today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, O you of little faith? Jesus is reminding us that, that God is generous. We can see that just by looking at the world. Even Israel's greatest king, Solomon, who, who drank from vessels of gold, he couldn't compare to the beauty of the flowers of the field, which are here today and, and gone tomorrow. But God's generosity, his, his provision for this creative world, created world ought to remind us of his provision for us. That, that's why our anxiety can sometimes betray a lack of faith. Because in our anxiety, we, we're actually trusting in ourselves instead of depending on the God who cares for us. In the midst of troubles, we need to learn to trust God, to, to rest in his loving care, to remember that no matter how chaotic life around us may be, it is firmly in his hands. He is faithful. He is good. He will never leave us or forsake us.
He provides for the birds and the lilies. He'll provide for you and me. Don't be anxious. There's a heavenly father who cares for us. Well, thirdly, we do not need to be anxious because there is a perfect kingdom secured for us. We see that verse 29. Do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink, nor be worried. For the nations of the world seek after these things, and your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek his kingdom, and these things will be added to you. See, as Christians, this crisis gives us a tremendous opportunity to witness to the world what it means to trust in Jesus. See, our world is crippled by anxiety because they do not know our loving Heavenly Father. They're they're, they're living for this world, and so as, as life shatters around them, they do not know what to do. But but we are different because we know we have a loving Heavenly Father who cares for us. We know that he's promised to provide for us. We don't need to worry incessantly about all of those things. Our focus is different. We seek his kingdom. See, God is the king of this world. He made us to live in a perfect relationship with him under his blessing and rule. But we have rebelled against God, and as a result, our world has been cursed. But God in his love promised to reverse the curse of this world and one day establish his kingdom, where we could once again live in relationship with him under his blessing and rule. And Jesus came to establish that kingdom. In his ministry, he gives us a glimpse of what that kingdom will be like as he he heals the sick and comforts the downcast and forgives sinners and and calms creation. He shows us a world where where sin and sickness and suffering and, and death will one day be no more. And he dies on the cross to pay for our sins so that we can enter that kingdom. And he rises again as Lord to show that he is the ruler of that kingdom. What a comfort it is to know as Christians that we can belong to the eternal kingdom of God. If you're not yet a Christian, this is where you need to place your attention. Not just on the immediate problems of life. Seek the kingdom. Come to Jesus as Lord and Saviour. And as you do, look again at those words of assurance in verse 32. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. There may be many things that we are going to lose during this pandemic. But there is one thing that the Christian will never lose. And that is our place in God's eternal kingdom God, in his loving kindness, has welcomed us into his family. Christ has gathered us together like precious sheep. And one day he will bring us into his presence, into heaven itself. And that is absolutely secure. And so ultimately we we don't need to fear the future. And we don't need to look to the things of this world to to bring us security and happiness. No, we can be sure of our future. And we can be liberated from worry 
instead to love and serve others. Look at verse 33. Sell your possessions, give to the needy, provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches and no moth destroys. You see, the, the temptation in a crisis like this is to, to hoard all of our possessions for ourselves in an, in an attempt to, to, to make things more secure and safe. But if I know my eternal future is already secure, then I'm freed to look to the needs of others, even above my own. And no matter the extent of our worries, I'm sure there are many in desperate situations who really need our love and care right now. Of course, Jesus is not saying we should be reckless or unwise, but he is saying as we look to his kingdom, we are freed from worry to truly love others. If we treasure the things of this world, we will hoard them and we will be destined to worry because worldly riches are uncertain and it's very hard to keep them. But if we treasure God's kingdom, our treasure is secure and that heavenly inheritance will never be affected by a plague or an economic meltdown or, or anything else, even death itself. It is safe. So Jesus says, verse 34, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. It's true that our anxieties reveal something of what really matters most to us. Where is your heart set? What do you treasure in this world? In the midst of our worries, we are to set our heart on heaven and the care of our loving Heavenly Father, who holds us in his hand. Of course, trusting God doesn't mean that our problems will all go away, but it does make a difference, doesn't it? We will find peace, hope and joy even in the midst of them, and we trust that God will help us through them. Remember, there's more to life than material possessions. Our value, our security, our happiness are not tied up in what we have, but in knowing God. Remember there's a heavenly Father who cares for us. You are precious to him. He knows your needs. He's promised to provide them. Remember there is an eternal kingdom secured for you. You have an eternal inheritance that cannot be lost. Set your heart on God's kingdom and press on. Well, what should we do in those times when anxious feelings inevitably come upon us? For point two, what to do when we feel anxious? The first thing we can do is pray. And Peter writes, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. We, we need to resist the temptation to just sort everything out ourselves first. Our first instinct should be to turn to God in prayer, to ask him for help, to pray for his peace. And as we, we pray, 
So often we are reminded that God is in control of our situation. All is not lost. We can trust him and we can find peace in him. Paul likewise writes in Philippians 4, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Did you see the promise of prayer in those verses? As we bring to God our anxious thoughts, as we pray with thanksgiving, remembering the good things that he's done for us, as we put our trust in the one who really is in control, God promises to give us the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. God promises to guard us and keep us so that we can go on trusting him, whatever we face. When we're anxious, we should pray. And secondly, when we're anxious, we should look to Christ in the scriptures. See, Christ understands our anxieties like no one else ever will. He went through the ag ag agony and anxiety of Gethsemane, and yet he, he was willing to go to the cross for our sins. He, he, was, he sought God's kingdom even to the point of, of losing his own life. He entrusted himself into the loving arms of his heavenly Father. And God raised him up from the dead. See, Jesus understands our anxiety like no one else in this world ever will. And so when Jesus tells us, don't be anxious, he's not dismissing our worries. He's not trivialising our problems. He cared enough about our worries to go to the cross so that we could have a loving Heavenly Father to call upon, so that we might have a place in his heavenly kingdom. The cross reminds us that nothing in all creation can separate us from God's love. No trouble, no hardship, no problem with our work or our family or our studies or our health or our church or anything else can stop God loving us. Nothing can take away our place in God's heavenly kingdom. And so when we feel anxious, remember in Scripture what Christ has done for you. you know, read a part of Scripture that will remind you of those gospel truths. Psalm 23, Romans 8, 1 Peter 1, those are favourite ones for me. So when you are anxious... Pray to your Heavenly Father. Look to Christ in Scripture. Let God's Spirit remind you of his presence and his love for you. In other words, let the Gospel calm your anxious heart and give you peace. Let's pray. Now, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you so much that you are sovereign, wise, and good. We thank you that no matter what happens in this life, that you are in control and that your love will never leave us. 
Help us, Lord, to look beyond our problems to you. Help us to look beyond the things of this world to your heavenly kingdom. Calm our hearts. Give us the peace that only you can. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.